Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Daily Energy News Beat Stand-Up here on this chilly Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. As always, I am your humble, humble correspondent, Michael Tanner, coming to you from an undisclosed location here in Dallas, Texas, joined by the executive producer of the show, the purveyor of the show, and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com, Stuart Turley. My man, how we doing today? It's a beautiful day in bear country, but I'm cold. That bear was not very nice to me when I curled up to him last night to warm up. Nope, we are still iced over. Um, we are recording this um, at about 6.15 on the 1st, so we are supposed to actually get some more freezing rain tonight, so hopefully as we wake up, all is clear. A quick programming note, guys. I will be gone tomorrow at a bachelor party, so uh, send all your thoughts and prayers with me, but I will be back Sunday night. Um, we may be recording a little late Sunday nights, too, so we'll play it by ear there. So you'll have to put up with Stu tomorrow. I'll just pre-apologize for it, but you guys will survive, and we'll kick this back off on Monday. We have a great show for everybody lined up. I mean, there's just there's a lot of stories to get to, Stu, and I don't even know where we want to begin. The first one we've got lined up, BP CEO downplays renewables push as return lags translation investors expect returns and renewables are not profitable this was a wall street journal article that was absolutely great next we've got mcdermott joins in on greece africa intercontinental pipeline project love to see good um or excuse me electrical transportation via two gigawatt electrical interconnector between greece and egypt we absolutely love to see that finally what happens when four million trees are cut down to make a way for wind turbines answer scotland's littered by tons of toxic plastic shed by thousands of wind turbines um this is a story that we ran oh four or five months ago on newsbeat that was it's still our most uh most searched for story looks like we have an update to that and 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 let me tell you it's definitely not good um next nato chief wants military tanks to have solar panels as Stu says in the quote here it takes a village to raise an idiot and the green village is global Uh, (laughs) you've been good on titles Stu. i'll give you that um next up we found no Misuse of U.S. funds in Ukraine, says U.S. Energy or says U.S. Treasury Secretary with a straight face. Um, <laughs> I find that uh, funny. I, I, it's going to be very interesting to see where all of this Ukraine money at. And finally, from our uh, friend Terry Edom, he wrote a column, an open letter to Californians, a high utility bill explanation and a path to a smarter energy future. Stu will kick it over to me. I will quickly cover finances. We did have the 25 basis points increase um, that was confirmed today by U.S. Uh, Fed Chair 
Powell, he set the guidance for four and a half to 4.75 and said to expect future rate cuts. Markets did go crazy. The crude oil didn't have a great day, though. We saw 1. or 4.1 million barrel build in the crude oil reserves. And natural gas can, gets continued to be pounded. I am sore looking at natural gas prices, too. So we'll cover all of that in a bag of chips, guys. But first, check this out online. World's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com, dashboard.energynewsbeat.com. The best place for all of your oil and gas news. We are hard at work on V2. We officially have another software engineer working with us. So we are super excited about all the developments. Check it out. Dashboard.energynewsbeat.com. Enough of the pleasantries, though, Stu. Where would you like to begin? Let's start in the going around the world in California. Since California is its own country, let's go to column. An open letter to Californians, a high utility bill explanation and a path to a smarter energy future. Uh, Michael, this was written by uh, Terry Edom. Uh, he's written a few books. He's a, an uh, author up there. Love Terry. He's been on our podcast a bunch and I really like him. He is funny. Uh, He says he loves Bugs Bunny. He loves California, but it has one thing. And he comes in here and goes, well, most of the time, maybe not this winter, your leaders are handing out the energy file. I think I'll just sit here in the heart of natural gas country and count my country's blessing. He's sitting here and he says... You're cutting out all your all your natural gas. And hey, Attorney General, I found your public interest. Where would you like me to start? On the top or the bottom? And it goes through here. From the paper, SoCal serves 21.8 million customers. More than 90% of them use natural gas for heating, cooking, water, and other sources. And now he's trying to get rid of natural gas. <laughs> I mean, we love Terry Edom. We love him. His writing style is awesome. I'd I'd highly recommend hitting the description below and clicking on this article. I mean, he points out, again, some very specific facts. I thought this was interesting that nearly one in 10 people in California that are served by SoCal Gas were 90 days or more behind in utility payments, which is pretty crazy because you in here in Texas, I I didn't have auto pay. I don't have auto pay on. I don't like auto pay. I don't believe in auto pay. I just I don't know. I feel I I, I want to go in and pay all my bills myself. Yep, you want to hit the button. You're one day behind on your electric bill. You get an email that says you're scheduled for disconnection. 15 days if you don't. I mean, they get on you here in Texas. So that's the difference between the regulated and deregulated markets. Regulated market like SoCal Gas, oh, you could probably not pay your bill for a year. And they, they pretty much have to keep you plugged in here in Texas. They'll cut you off in the middle of winter quickly. Yeah, yeah they get the chainsaw, cut your knees out. Yeah. What's uh, next? Okay, let's go around the corner. Love me some Terry Edom. He is funny. This one, uh, we're going to skip over to D.C., which is another country. It's not even part of the U.S. anymore. We found, this is a direct quote, we found no misuse of funds in Ukraine, says the U.S. Treasury with straight face, long-term energy price impact. Michael, this is kind of disgusting. There's another, you take a look at this, this ranking in here is what are the most corrupt countries in the world? Ukraine is right there in the middle of this bad dog. And we've had a long history of bad dog corruption going in here. And our treasury says they accounted for every dollar that we've shipped over there. But how much came back through FTX? Billions. And we're sitting here thinking that went to funding. This is a great article. 
Listen, let me read this to you, Michael. Apper said the Treasury would continue to work closely with the World Bank tracking U.S. distributions to confirm their use as intended, as well as Ukraine and other partners to tackle corruption. All righty then. Um, I, 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 I do have to disclose that um, the Ukrainian national government is actually a sponsor of the show. Um, they're paying us a cool $25 million an episode. So that's where some of the money's going. Podcast sponsorships. Right. Let me give them your social security number for that. <laughs> I wish. I mean, this is absolutely this quote. We have no indication that U.S. funds have been misused in Ukraine, according to Treasury spokesman Megan Apper. The reason why they have the spokesperson come out and say that is so that none of the actual bigwigs are on record saying that. Because when in two years we find out that half of this money, as you said, was funneled back into the United States or funneled right. into FTX or went straight into, uh, you know, the pockets of somebody or, you know, defense contractors or whatever. It there's blood on nobody's hands but this poor old spokeswoman who just is now going to get crapped on because she right. they put they had a gun to her head and say just say there's nothing just say there's no misuse of funds she's trembling at the thing there was no misuse of funds just let my family go right yeah this quote in here the score on the index they got a 33 in the Ukraine. And on a scale of zero to 100, where zero means highly corrupt and and 100 means very clean, Ukraine came in at 33. Let me just go real quick through these numbers. Russia, 28. Ukraine's more corrupt than Russia. Hmm. Go figure that out. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, I'm, we're going to track What's this. next? <laughs> Listen to that. <laughs> What's next? Riddle me this, as we say. What happens when 14 million trees are cut down to make way for wind turbines? Answer, Scotland littered by tons of toxic <laughs> plastic shreds by wind uh, turbine blades. Michael, like you said, the original article went ballistic. Uh, it was unbel- it almost took the server down. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that was back uh, last summer. And then so when you take a look at this new one, the new disaster is uh, pretty bad. The energy minister, Michael Matheson, also admitted that no wind farm operators have been fined for failing to maintain their turbines. There's no scheme in place to manage microplastic pollution. Michael, I told you, I'm looking at those numbers. Mm -hmm. And meantime, between failure and everything else I can find on wind turbines, it's less than eight years. I mean, it's less than nine years. We're in that eight years instead of 30. This is a, a thing. It's the blades are falling apart and pollution is going on. This is like with a story we ran with the whales dying. All of a sudden, this renewable is not that that ESG friendly. Yeah, and- I mean, I could have told you very quickly that cutting down, you know, thousands of uh, 14 million trees to put up wind farms was a bad idea. So oh, yeah. like, I don't think it takes a genius No, Uh, but let me read this last quote. Otherwise, uh, the responsibility uh, for wind turbine maintenance may lie with private companies, but the SNP must monitor the state of Scotland's turbine Mm -hmm. sanctions companies that don't apply with upkeep. Otherwise, we end up with an environmental problem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let me just go to the next one. Okay. Speaking of environmental problems. There is a religion out there, and the religion has infected NATO. Michael, this next one's good. This one's good. This is good. NATO chief wants military tanks to have solar panels. 
My quote on that is it takes a village to raise an idiot and the green village is global. Holy smokes. On this article, there's a picture of a solar panel on a tank. It's pretty much a joke. But if you go in, Arena Slob came up and she said it would, there are articles all over LinkedIn and Twitter. It would take 168 panels to power a tank. And people said they could take it out with a BB. They could throw it out and, uh, uh, Marines were out there saying they'd throw a blanket on it. <laughs> I just love this. NATO should do its part to look at how we can reduce emissions from military operations, said you, NATO Secretary General Jens Stolenberg. We know right. that heavy battle tanks are fighter jets where naval ships consume a lot of fossil fuels and emit greenhouse gases. And therefore, we have to look at how we can reduce those emissions by alternative fuels, solar panels, or other ways of running our missions. I can't wait till we have wind-powered fighter jets. It's exactly what I want my F-16 powered by, wind. Did, did you either see- that or you're going to have a little person shoveling coal in on the back. You'll have two pilots. One pilot shoveling coal, the other one's flying. Did you see that uh, tweet that I put out about that uh, F-35 pilot with the wind turbine? No. Uh, that's exactly what it was. It was an F-35 on a carrier deck, and that wind turbine was up above it, <laughs> and it's all bent up and everything. I just put that out on Twitter just a few minutes ago. So, yeah, anyway, I mean, it's it's this religion is taking everything and throwing it out. Unbelievable. All right. Let's roll to the Club Med. Michael, you and I love Club Med. Love it. Love Club Med. There's a lot of stories around the Mediterranean and uh, geopolitical stuff. This article, Michael, is titled McDermott Joins In on Greece, Africa Interconnector Project. The map on this uh, article really gives you a a good idea um, coming in from uh, across Crete and then over into Athens. Physics matter. You cannot tell me that creating energy, putting it into a pipe, if you would, a pipeline or a conduit underneath the Mediterranean and then popping up in Crete bringing it then back over into the rest of Athens, Greece, and then on to Italy. You got to be kidding me. This is, Let's go through some of these quotes in here, Michael. This is a, me- a memo mm-hmm. of understanding of strategic importance, said Michael McKelvey. I am proud to join forces with the, is that Unice or Unic Energy Group on the GAP project? <laughs> I mean, it to help build the future of energy. I mean, it, it's it's pretty dumb. Electrical transmission lines at some point will be a thing, but there's too much dissipation across endpoint to endpoint to make any of this apps actually worthwhile. So I'm again, I'm with you, Stu. I don't necessarily think this is a smart move. Um, this is just you know, this is just the one of the final, final, in my opinion, ESG investments that'll end up going south before they all shift around. I couldn't agree more. And then part of that's that downside of that. problem is where do you put your money? You can't put an LNG project. You won't make your money back for 80 years at these prices. That's the other thing you got to deal with there. You know, there's people running strip. Ooh, baby. Yeah, but it goes down to $1.50, buy with both hands. Okay, but we don't give investment advice. Okay. No, you'll be broke story. if you took mine. Uh, yeah. Uh, broke next- if you took our investment advice. BP, coming around the, the next corner on the next story. BP CEO plays down renewables push as returns lag. 
Translation, investors expect returns and renewables are not profitable. <laughs> yeah, this was a great article, Stu. This was out of uh, the Wall Street Journal. And I'll read you, I'll, I'll read a couple quotes. The top line quote is CEO of BP, Bernard Looney, plans to dial back elements of the oil giant's high profile push into renewable energy, according to people familiar with recent discussions. Mr. Looney has said he is disappointed in the returns from some of the, the oil giant's renewable investments and plans to pursue a narrow green energy strategy. The people said he has told some piece close to the company that BP needs to do more to convince shareholders of its strategy to maximize profits in, in areas where it has a competitive advantage, including its legacy oil and gas operations. Hmm. Maximize the profits in an area where it has a competitive advantage. It's almost like he learned that when he was getting his Stanford MBA, but he's since forgotten that and is now all of a sudden realized it has had like a come to Jesus moment of like, oh, wait, it all is about profits when he had this like five year escapade into wind farm. In some of the conversations, Mr. Looney says he plans to place less emphasis on so-called ESG goals, a catch-all term, environmental, social, and governance to help clarify that those aren't distracting the company from its ability to deliver profits. Yes, because you're called British Petroleum. I mean, it could, could, I mean, they're literally called British Petroleum, yet they're going to go invest in wind farms. You're right. Mr. Looney, the people said, is casting the moves as a modest short-term course correction rather than a major strategic pivot for the whole on 14-year company. Yeah, that's why he's just couching that. Analysts and some investors say pledges by BB to shift away from fossil fuels and into renewable energy risk, handicapping the company's performance. Many companies are struggling to transition to new green technologies while relying heavily on traditional energy spokesmen. A BP spokesperson referred to previous public statements. Of course, they did that Mr. Looney said about BP have made the company strategy, including its commitment to reducing its carbon emissions and shifting investments into green energy. Mr. Uh, Mooney declined to comment through his uh, declined to comment through his spokesman. Well, of course, what is he going to do? Yeah, he's going to say, well, yeah, you caught me. You caught me. All these sources are right. You know, well, we failed. We're switching. No, he's not gonna. They're gonna come out and say that's all. They say he oh, declined no. to comment. Well, I'm glad he did. Uh, not not all that long ago, we were talking about uh, investor uh, energy hypocrisy, and investors are saying, "Hey, in, in ESG investing hypocrisy." People, it, we found out what losses people are willing to take. Energy, number one sector last year. They are done with ESG investing in yep. false ESG investing. And, and so I think that BP, Chevron, I was all about Chevron because they did not follow down the BP and Exxon. And they were, Chevron was sticking with their oil. Oxy was getting into the carbon C uh, CCUS and carbon capture and storage. They were getting into that, which is a whole new market. Yeah, it's a little bit closer aligned with the oil and gas business, though. Exactly. The fact that we expect oil, you know, a company that produces oil and gas to all of a sudden be the best wind farm company, that's stupid. Exactly. So I think Chevron, the leaders of Chevron and the leaders of Oxy were on the right track. I think BP is over there kind of going. I'm a dope. I think he, he didn't take that class at Stanford. He must have skipped that day at class. Yeah, either that or he was raised in the same village as the NATO guy wanting a solar panel on a tank. <laughs> this is ridiculous, Stu. You got anything more? No, I'm done, baby. Let's go with finance. <laughs>
I mean, there's not much to, unfortunately, there's not much to cheer about. On the overall market side, we did see a confirmation of U.S. rate increases by 25 basis points. Guidance set at 4.5 to 4.75 percentage points. That was by Chairman, uh, uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell. He came out later today at about 1 p.m. with comments. Basically, look to expect us to, 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 to move beyond five percentage points for U.S. Uh, federal funds rate. It's kind of where people expected it. You did see the market increase a little bit. I think that was partly due to some earnings that came out on the backside that were very impressive. Facebook came out and beat um, and beat profit by 20%, which I think is a good marker considering they just laid off a bunch of people in for the reasons that they weren't making any money. But a lot of what you see markets, you know, S&P 500 up one percentage point, NASDAQ up two percentage points. That gap between S&P and NASDAQ, a lot of that's due with these Facebook earnings. They've been lagging over the past four months. Beaten revenue this quarter is actually really good for them. And on the crude oil side, we just saw a really, really down day. Crude oil currently trading at 70.04. That was down about two and a half percentage points um, on the day we were trading at about 79.75 um, as the morning woke up. Part of the reason we saw a dip was a confirmation of a crude oil storage build. As we know, yesterday, the API came out and predicted about a 6.8 million barrel build. Well, the EIA printed this morning a 4.1 million barrel build, so a little bit less than the street expected, but still nonetheless not a good sign. As we look at where markets might go from here, I mean, they, everything is lining up on a bearish tone. I do think there is some demand side um, pull factors that might keep us above that 75 mark, but you know, everything continues uh, to, to just dance around in that bear market. Natural gas continues to get absolutely pounded. We're down to $2.52 right now. Again, off the back of just extremely strong production numbers. I know we have had this coal front come in, but those long term weather models do not look good. We will see EIA storage print tomorrow, or as you're listening to this on Thursday, um, range of expectations somewhere between 130 BCF and 155 BCF draw. To give you an idea, Stu, last year we had a 261 BCF draw. So we're expecting about half as much less and we're producing much more wow. natural gas. So that is, I mean, the fact that I didn't necessarily put two and two together till it was too late. Again, you would have lost all your money taking my investment advice. I would have loaded up on natural gas options. We got a guy in the office loading up on options right now. Ooh, that's spicy. Loading up on some call off. Spicy. Man. Buyer beware. Now, you could, you might get lucky. Freeport opens up. You see a bounce up to four. Who knows? But it's a very interesting move. Not sure if I'm about it. Would you be buying natural gas futures, Stu? Uh, dollar fifty is my strikes. Ooh, ooh, dollar fifty. That's not even oil. Oil and gas companies can't even make money at a dollar fifty. Ooh, ooh. I'm just the number, the crayon I'm looking at. You take a look at demand. You take a look at this. That's the number I'm coming up with, and I don't like well, that. If, if if gas comes to be a dollar fifty, we're just gonna skip the show, and and all we're gonna do is just play play a small violin on the show. Do do do. Well. Michael, that's why we're the energy news beat. We're not reliant on one market, kind of like some of the other folks that are just oil and gas. See, that's yeah. I can't, I can't think of who you're talking about. I can't think of who you're talking about. I'd have to, you know, I wouldn't want to name names, but you may have to enlighten us at some point. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Stu? Before we get ourselves in trouble. Oh, no. Uh, the the legal firm is going to be calling us. You know, you're the HR department. I'm going to have the yeah, any lawsuits we get. I just throw it in the trash. So uh, we could be getting sued by God knows how many people um, and we wouldn't even know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, that's what happens when you when you hit legal up. So go ahead and sue us. You know who you are. Sue us. Yeah. All right, man. 
Rock on. Cool. Well, with that, guys, we'll let you get out of here, get back to work, and start your day. Thank you for checking us out. World's greatest podcast, the Daily Energy News Beat. Stand up for Stuart Turley. I'm Michael Tanner. Stay fit, safe out there, folks. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.